Is he casting his eyes beyond Ukraine to other countries? U.S. Secretary of State Blinken says yes regarding Russia's Vladimir Putin. Can this be right? Well, it was Western intelligence agencies who got it right for last week's invasion. This war that started last week in Ukraine is anything but cold. Only the temperatures are freezing. Maybe Putin wants to reconstruct the old Soviet bloc. Meantime, how many more days can Ukraine hold out? Many continue to flee. But this Baptist pastor decided to stay put and pastor his church. As a husband, as a father of two sons, I am afraid and concerned about my family, my city, my church, and uh, my nation. We'll hear more from this pastor in a moment. Christians praying hard over the weekend inside and outside Ukraine as violence continues to play out in Eastern Europe. Somehow, somehow, by only God's grace, can the gospel keep us safe. May the peace of Christ lead us all. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this final day of February, we're starting a new series called Lord teach us to pray. Last week, we were thinking about the basics of prayer. Little did we know that by the end of the week, many of us would be on our knees praying for Ukraine after Russia invaded them early Thursday morning. This week, we want to turn our attention to the Lord's Prayer. After his disciples asked him to teach them how to pray, his answer was short and profound. So stay with me. In a moment, we're going to look at this prayer, and author Nancy Guthrie will join us once again to think about it as well. But let's turn our eyes back to Ukraine. Many are fleeing as missiles and bombs keep falling, but not everyone is leaving. Pastor Sergei Nukol says he's staying. We could see that uh, a lot of people from my neighborhood, like hundreds of cars, uh, just fled with uh, people because people are pretty scary. We are staying here uh, with my family in our church and uh, we hope that uh, we could serve our people here in our situation. But even though Pastor Sergei has chosen to stay, he's still a human being. As an ordinary person, I'm afraid and concerned about my family, my city, my church, and uh, my nation. Especially when my five-year-old son comes to me and asking me, Daddy, what are those bad noises? He was referencing to explosions that uh, this young boy, uh, five-year-old boy, hears. And how could I explain to him that, uh, dear son, you're living in new reality, in reality of war? That fear. Sergei's experiencing is multiplied by millions in Ukraine right now. But inspired by the Psalms, this pastor has turned his eyes to Jesus. Uh, in this situation, I could only one thing to say to you that uh, uh, our hope is only in the Lord. And I, me and my family, we together prayed to the Lord and we were thinking about this uh, text from Psalm 123, just precious, precious psalm. Our hope is in the name of the Lord, who created heavens and earth. 
everything is in His hands. So please uh, pray for us. Please pray for our pastors, for our deacons, for our brothers and sisters, for their families, that uh, God will spare us and spare our country and we could continue to preach the gospel, gospel of hope, gospel of peace that could be found only in our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Sergei Nicole, who's also the lead broadcaster with Far East Broadcasting, sharing about his experience in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Let's pray for him and his country right now. Lord, the news we're getting from Eastern Europe is not good. Will this lead to war in other countries on what used to be the Soviet bloc? Lord, I want to pray especially for Christians who have fled and Christians who have stayed and that you would keep them safe right now. People are being injured. People are dying. Lord, when war breaks out, there's only one place for a Christian to turn, and that's to turn our voices upward to heaven and ask for your grace to scatter over us and surround us and protect us and keep us from harm's way, but know that ultimately our safety is in you. And in you, Jesus Christ, we find our peace. We pray this in the name of our Savior. Amen. After this program, I'd like to encourage you to visit haventoday.org. Read or watch our live faith updates, Russia and Ukraine. We're updating it regularly with stories from Christians like Pastor Sergei in Ukraine. Kiev. Videos, interviews, breaking news. This is a place to help you better pray for individuals in Ukraine as well as the country. It's there at haventoday.org. I have no words to say. Don't know what I should pray. God, I need you. God, I need you. Oh, Lord, my faith is tired. And tears fill up my eyes But I will trust you I will trust you Whatever comes my way You have taught me to say
song called Amen by I Am They here on this Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, our first day of a program series called Lord, Teach Us to Pray. You know, life doesn't always go the way we want, does it? And I don't just mean in the little things, like getting caught up in traffic on the way to work. I mean things like what's happening in Ukraine right now. We've been praying for peace for weeks, and I believe you probably have too. But here we are with war instead. So how do we think about this? I once heard someone say that being a Christian is more difficult than being an atheist. In one way, anyway. When something goes wrong, an atheist doesn't have any reason to expect otherwise. But a Christian knows our great God. We know that he is not only all-powerful, but he's also good. But sometimes it's hard to see how the two fit together in our very, very fallen world. We can't always know what God is doing. In fact, often the ways of our Lord are mysterious. Sometimes we think if we pray certain things or say certain words, then God will give us exactly what we want. But remember Jesus. In the garden, he prayed three times, Father, take this cup away from me. And what happened? God denied his request. Or Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, he had a thorn in the flesh, and he begged the Lord to remove it. But Jesus told him that he wouldn't take it away. Why? Because God's grace is sufficient. So the apostle was content. And if it was enough for Paul, then I believe it's enough for us. And I know that. But let me be honest with you. At times over the last few days, I haven't known exactly what to pray. Have you felt that way? I mean, who thought things would come to this? There aren't supposed to be wars in Europe anymore. The great fear of the Cold War for those of us in the West was that the Soviets would invade from the East, that the tanks would roll. I grew up with that. Many of us did. And now, 30 years after the Cold War ended, here comes the Russians and their tanks. So what should we pray? Well, might I suggest that the Lord's Prayer is a good place to start? I recently asked Nancy Guthrie to help us understand what was so special about the Lord's Prayer and what can we learn from it? What sweeter thing could there be than to be taught how to talk to our Father by his own beloved Son, Jesus, by the one who has always pleased his Father? It's an incredible thing that Jesus would lean in to us and help us in our weakness, which is that we don't even know how to pray, something that might seem so simple. And so in the Lord's Prayer, he shows us. And what's amazing about the Lord's Prayer is how short it is. I think a lot of times we think if we're really praying that we have to pray over long stretches of time. And certainly Jesus models praying over long stretches of time. He, he prayed throughout the night at times. But here in the Lord's Prayer, he seems to show us that prayer doesn't always have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be flowery. We can't hear his tone of voice, of course, when we read it in the scriptures. But it doesn't, doesn't take any special tone of voice, whether that's intense and passionate or somehow regal and very stately. 
Instead, we just have this simple prayer. What he shows us in the prayer is what's important in terms of the elements or content of prayer, which is that it begins by honoring God for who he is. What a beautiful posture to begin our prayers. It models for us confession or demonstrating our very real need for forgiveness from God and also our very real practical needs. He's inviting us to come to him today and again tomorrow to just ask him for our very basic needs, food to eat. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. And Nancy isn't just making this up as she goes along. She's spent a lot of time thinking about the Lord's Prayer, praying the Lord's Prayer. She's taught countless others about the riches in our Lord's words. And here she is reading from her chapter, Jesus Teaches Us to Pray. We need to be taught how to pray. Prayer isn't something we just know how to do. We have to be taught to pray. The very best teacher is Jesus himself. He teaches us through a prayer that is often called the Lord's Prayer. But really, it's not his prayer. It is a prayer that shows us how we should pray and what we should pray about. It also shows us that our prayers don't have to be long or use special words. Here's what Jesus says. He said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. I can pray this way. Father, I am just learning how to pray. Thank you for the Bible that teaches me how to pray. Jesus teaches us to pray to our Father in heaven. Jesus calls us his brothers and sisters, and he invites us to pray to his Father as our Father. He says in Matthew 6, 9, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven. God is a Father who welcomes, loves, and responds to his children. He is our Father who lives in heaven. This reminds us that he is not limited to our time and space. From heaven, he rules over all the earth. Even though he is in heaven, he listens to the prayers of all of his children. He is ready and able to help us. In 1 John 3, 1, we read, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. So I can pray this way. Father in heaven, I love being your child. Nancy Guthrie reading from her book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. It's an easy-to-read, biblically-inspired book that was designed to help kids learn how to pray. But guess what? Adults like me are finding it's helpful, helping us better understanding prayer more and to do it more frequently. I'd like to send you a copy of What Every Child Should Know About Prayer for your gift to the ministry. These gifts help us keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus in a world that's so desperately in need of him. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. 
or visit us online and look at samples from the book. Read our new blog that we've put up with video and interviews and make your gift there. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. One thing that Nancy said really sticks with me, and I wonder if it sticks with you as well. Jesus taught us to pray as the God-man. Maybe we don't think about that too much. I can almost guarantee that we don't think about it enough anyway. Because who better to tell us what to pray to God than God himself? And that's exactly who Jesus is, God himself. The eternal God who took on flesh and came to earth. The one who shows us the Father. Let's think about one of those verses that we tend to rush over. Luke 11, verse 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. We know why we tend to rush through this one, of course. The Lord's Prayer begins in the very next verse, and we want to hear it. But maybe it would do us some good to just camp there in verse 1 for a moment. One day Jesus was praying. That's not all that's surprising when you think about it. Jesus is the only perfect person to ever live. He is the only one who has ever obeyed God's commands perfectly. So, of course, he was praying. But then again, maybe this is surprising. After all, this isn't just a perfect man praying. No, this is the God-man praying. So who is best able to teach us how to pray? Jesus, the perfect man. Jesus, God himself, come in the flesh. And so he taught them to pray. And if we were to look at the account in the sixth chapter of Matthew's gospel, we would see that this prayer is only 57 words long. 57 words in Greek. That's all. Not exactly a long prayer, but look at how much it includes. And who else but Jesus could summarize the prayer for us so easily? Lord, teach us to pray. That was the disciples' request, and it should be our request as well. Lord, teach us to pray in this world that's so terribly fallen. Teach us to pray when we don't know what to pray to you. Teach us to pray when it hurts, and he does. After all, our great Savior won't leave us after he's bled and died for us. This same Jesus who hung on the cross and delivered us grace is the one who hears us when we call to him. So won't you join me the rest of this week as we think about the Lord's Prayer? You know, as I watched the invasion on Thursday night from a hotel room in Southern California, Friday morning, Ukraine time, the most touching moment for me also touched the secular television news anchors, a beautiful scene in the midst of the horror that we call war. During that cold, cold sunrise, as light was dawning on a city square, a group of people dressed in heavy coats were kneeling. They were praying. I know they were Christians. And what they were doing out there in the cold as the sun rose with sirens blaring in the background and missiles flying overhead is exactly what we need to be doing here and now. Praying to our Father who art in heaven. And that's what we'll be doing this week on Haven Today.
David Phelps, in his classic rendition of the Lord's Prayer here on Haven Today, Lord, teach us to pray. In times like the ones we're living in, many of us feel a compulsion to pray, and that's a good thing. But as I've already said, sometimes we just don't know how to pray. It's in these times that we need to learn how to pray like a child. I think that's why so many adults are reading what every child should know about prayer. Nancy Guthrie, explaining what the Bible says about prayer. Easy to understand words, laid out with helpful illustrations, filled with scripture and prayer prompts all the way through. This book will encourage you and the children in your life to pray more in your lives. So for your gift to Haven Today, I want to send you what every child should know about prayer. Our number you can call right now is 800-654-2836. 65 Haven, or visit our website. Take a look at the samples we have from the book there. Our web address, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And don't forget to follow our live faith updates from Russia and Ukraine on our blog. You'll find stories, videos, and audio interviews there about Christians in the midst of this war who are seeking to faithfully follow the Lord and love their enemies. Check it out at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me as we start a new week of the unknown together. And come back again tomorrow as we share again together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. 
here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's a slogan that's helped many people survive tough situations down through the years. It is really good advice, at least in some sense. After all, who wants to be caught completely unprepared for bad news? But is this slogan helpful when we think about the earth? In other words, should we hope that God won't flood the earth again, but prepare just in case he does? In Genesis 9, the Lord said these words to Noah, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And because of that, the earth survived, and Jesus, the Savior, came to us. What a promise. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.